and welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the show. It is Chris Graham. Uh, it's a Monday, and on Mondays, we talk NASCAR with Rod Mullins. And uh, Rod, uh, Darlington yesterday did not disappoint, uh, and neither did the post-race. Uh, Joey Logano with the win. He and William Byron trading some bumps down the stretch, and lots of names flying about. Uh, take us all into the, uh, the race and how it all ended and how it all shook out afterwards. Well, we can say they're nice words. At least they are for public publication and for on air. We can't say that, but, uh, yeah, that Darlington race brought out some tempers yesterday and brought out some wrecks, uh, Martin Truex, Eric Jones, just to name a few of some of the drivers, Kurt Busch was involved in there. I think, uh, Bubba Wallace also got knocked out of the race. So you had a lot of these front runners that, um, you know, at one point or another kind of got knocked out of it. And then you had some some well contact between William Byron and you also had contact between Joey Logano somewhere in the race there prior to the end of the race, there was some contact and William Byron was running pretty well there toward the end of it. And it was really on, I guess the last lap more than anything else or the last two laps left to go in the race. And out of nowhere comes Joey Logano and he comes up behind William Byron. I don't know if William Byron had a tire going down at that point. Uh, there was a lot of speculation on what could have been happening. And then the next thing that happened, he hits him, sends Byron into the wall. Logano comes on, picks up his first win and gosh, I don't know how many races going back. I think at least to 2021, I think he was, uh, back in early 2021, I think as he had a winless streak. And so, um, you know, William Byron afterwards, you know, there's a lot of speculation up in the press box. I mean, Mike joy, Bill Elliott, uh, Clint Boyer were going through all the things about it. And they just said, I think he had a tire going down. I think something was wrong, maybe with the car. And it looked that way on the, on the replay several times over. But according to what William Byron said, you know, here he was, Joey Logano was running a full 10 mile an hour faster than what he was. He was just trying to get it on through to the end of the race, which I can understand that, but he came out of nowhere and then taps him and sends him into the wall. And he does have two flat right side tires. And, uh, when they started asking William Byron, what he thought about everything, the two words that stood out to me more than anything else, probably some of the greatest words ever in the English language, moron and idiot. That's the way he defined Joey Logano. He said, he's a moron and Joey, Joey Logano said he's an idiot. You know, he told him, he said, Joey Logano is an idiot. And so, um, they had the press conference after the race and Joey Logano gets in there and says, man, I think that's some of the nicest things somebody has ever said about me. Call me a moron and an idiot. But, uh, you know, clearly, uh, from the way that the race went, um, I think Joey Logano was at some point, or he can deny it all he wants to, but I think at some point he was doing a little bit of retaliation to William Byron over some bumping that had taken place early in the race. And, uh, Byron's not too happy about it. I can't really blame him. Jeff Gordon was not happy about it, but you know, what can Jeff Gordon do? He can go and complain to NASCAR, but really he's not going to do any good at this point. We'll just have to wait and see if there's going to be any kind of assessment, um, you know, uh, any kind of penalty or anything like that. I mean, the race is going to stand, the wind is going to stand with Logano, but could they find him for a little bit of rough driving or aggressive driving? They could, but how do you call a bump and a run aggressive driving in that case? That's what his excuse was. He used the bump and run to get around him. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of debate on this. I'm sure there's a lot of debate this morning around the water cooler with a lot of people and just debating what it could have been and what could have been for William Byron. If, if Byron's going that much slower 
uh, even, you know, if he's got issues, if his tires right. or whatever else, if he's going that much slower, uh, is, is he's, he's blocking there. It seems like, I mean, it's yeah. not like he just, you know, he took up the whole track. I mean, so he's trying to win the race too, but it, you know, is, is, is it, is it bad racing to try to, you know, there's a guy, a guy in front of you going much slower than you are. Is it, a, is it bad, bad racing to try to, you know, knock him out of the way? I mean, he's, he's going slower. Well, you know, you're opening up the Pandora box here, and this is the debate that everybody's been having really, I guess, for a number of years about some of the younger drivers and how they like to block and, you know, blocking territory and keeping somebody from getting into the other lane. To me, that's a part of the racing. If you are there and you have your line and you have somebody that is trying to get around you, yeah, I'm going to make moves to try to avoid that person from getting around me, especially on the inside of the track. Now, on the high side of the track, it's a little harder sometimes, depending on what kind of setup your car is in. But, uh, you know, to me, yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of this blocking going on, but, you know, I have yet to hear anybody from NASCAR or anybody really define what do you mean by blocking? That's That's my big question about it. I mean, you can block, and then they say it's okay to block if you're trying to prevent somebody from getting up, uh, catching up with you again and taking over the lead. But then some of the guys get mad, and they say, well, you know, he's blocking me. You know, he's running a lap behind. He's blocking me. Well, of course, some of these guys are going to work out a little deal somewhere in the pits with somebody, and they're going to say, hey, if Logano comes up on you, stay in front of Logano enough or at least long enough for us to be able to widen our lead by three seconds, five seconds, whatever it takes in order to slow him down. Well, that's going to make Logano mad. Logano is going to be looked upon as, you know, this treacherous person that goes and bumps somebody and knocks him out of the way. But this was on the lead lap. This was on the main lead lap. How do you define it? Some people would say it's racing. Some people would say it's just aggressive driving by Joey Logano. And I have to kind of lean in the, in the category of aggressive driving by Joey Logano because Joey Logano has said, I will do whatever's necessary in order for me to win a race. And that's understandable. I think, I think the same way with that, you know, you do what you have to do to win a race, but you know, I don't think you go and put somebody into the wall or bump somebody that hard. Now, if it's good, you know, tight racing and you're kind of slamming against, you know, your quarter panels and stuff as you're going down the straight stretch or, you know, the back stretch and you're fighting for position, that's racing to me. That's no other way around it. But when you blatantly go and just bump somebody like, you know, that to send them off into the track, no, that's not racing to me. He could have, he could have served himself better. Logano could have, if he had just simply went around if he was doing that much more speed than what uh, William Byron was doing and William Byron decided to block, well, then they could have taken it all the way down to the apron of the racetrack and they could have dealt it out if they wanted to then let NASCAR deal with the penalties. But, uh, you know, it's, I think we're, we're getting a, <laughs> we're getting a tough way how to read this, this fine line of what is racing, what is overly aggressive driving and what is, under aggressive driving, if you want to call it that we're, we're just in a fine line here. We can't decide which one is which. And, you know, everybody booed him yesterday over it. So he's the second most well-liked person at Darlington now beside of, uh, Kyle Bush. So Joey Logano, he's not making very many fans wherever he goes. I think if you're blocking, you're also aggressive driving. And I think blocking is part of it. And also if you're blocking and the other guy bumps into you, that's part yeah. of it too. I think Dale senior wouldn't have, 
batted an eye about uh, doing that back in the day. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, look, go back and look at that uh, 80-some uh, video of the uh, the Winston at Charlotte when it was in the daytime, and, and Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt, Earnhardt's driving the Wrangler car at that time, and Elliott's driving the Coors uh, car, the number nine men. And they're bumping each other all over the track. Jeff Bodine had already got done bumping somebody. And then here Elliot comes up and bumps uh, Earnhardt. Earnhardt goes and he bumps him back. And then next thing you know, Earnhardt's down in the middle of the apron. He's down in the grass going through down there. And then he gets control of his car, holds on to it, gets back up on the track and ends up winning the Winston. Now, I know that was a fun event, but you know. Do you do these special things for just special events or do you do it all the time? Yeah. I'm like you. I think Dale Earnhardt wouldn't have, he wouldn't have minced any words about it. He would have said, I'll wreck him. I'll wreck him every time. If I see him, if he gets in my way and he tries to block me, then he's going to pay the price. I'm going to wreck him. And that's what Dale senior would have done. Uh, you mentioned uh, NASCAR's favorite NASCAR fans, favorite racer, Kyle Busch. His day he ended early. He led, he led some early, uh, but he uh, yeah. got caught up in a crash with Brad Keselowski. Um, and then afterwards got into a little bit, I mean, whatever Kyle Busch does is going to be controversial, but after yeah. he, 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 after he left the racetrack, um, he got into some more controversy. Talk about that if you would. Well, the controversy that I know of that after he left the racetrack was he parked his car right in the middle of, you know, the drive down to pit road down through there, right along where the pits are. He just stops the car, climbs out of the car and he's gone. He just leaves it. I mean. I don't understand him, but he may have had other things on his mind. I know his wife was close to delivering a baby. I think this weekend they had put Trevor Bain on standby just in case to drive the car. Um, he said, um, Kyle Bush made a comment. He said, you know, what better way he said to say that I can miss a race is my child being born other than I just don't feel like racing. You know, that's kind of the way he acted about the whole thing. And I don't blame him if, if you don't, know, if I had a, child being born, I'd want to be there too. And you'd want to have somebody lined up, but it also makes me wonder, Hmm, is Trevor Bain or somebody being tested, uh, you know, checked out, seeing what they could do if they get behind a really, really good car. And this might be the future for Joe Gibbs racing. I mean, they may be going to try some people out in some different places. Who knows how this is going to all play out. Trevor Bain may have just been there just for the sake of things, just where he could have been there to, uh, to sub for him. But, uh, yeah, parking your car right in the middle of, you know, the pit lane, pit road going into the garage area. Uh, yeah, I know it's, um, whatever he does, he's going to, he's going to get some controversy over it. I read that, uh, it reminded me of, of the other way he handled getting off the track last year. He was, uh, fined $50,000 at the Southern 500. He, he, he drove his damaged car into the garage and he was all over the place. I'm laughing. He knocked over cones. People were scattering out of the way. Yep. So I guess leaving your car in the middle of pit road is the exact opposite of that. Yep. That's <laughs> the exact opposite of it. You're, you, you're not in danger of seeing something like out of Raiders of the lost Ark and people flying up in the air as you're going down the middle of the garage area, you know, and they tell us when we're at Bristol and I mean, Bristol is sharp and, you know, it's, it's kind of close quarters and everything. They say, you know, Hey, you need to be aware of what's going on. Well, how can you be aware when you've got 40 cars roaring around the track, you have nothing, but it's a sound cyclone is what it is of just sound. And you've got those protective headgear on and you're trying to walk around through there. 
you kind of lose sight of things. You kind of lose your attention. And then next thing you know, here's a car, a fender or a bumper hits you in the back of the leg. And it's like, oops, I'm sorry. Not to them. They're kind of like F you get out of the way. You know, they don't want to fool with you, you know, like that. Uh, in Kyle Bush's in Kyle Bush's defense. Yeah. He, he probably went and, uh, he frustrated over it last year and stuff. And so what better way to kind of avoid, well, maybe a fine, who knows? He may get still get a fine for blocking it as a safety, uh, as a safety issue. Uh, but he may still get fined or get something from NASCAR and maybe get reprimanded from him. But you know, to him, that's no big deal to him. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if he gets reprimanded. He's, he's out there too entertain that's what he says he's out there for so he's a wrestling heel is what he is uh yes, he, he is <laughs> he gets your attention if he wins or if he loses um kyle larson had a tough day he started second uh he ended up getting knocked out again fourth time this year he's been knocked out of a race early yeah i i don't know it's it's one of those things of where kyle uh kyle larson is is he's there he's been at the front he's won a race already this season but at the same time this Hendrick team is still kind of feeling their way through. I mean, Alex Bowman got knocked out too. Uh, Chase Elliott managed to to finish the race and, uh, you know, he had to go to a backup car after he slammed the wall, I think on uh, Friday or Saturday during a practice session. And so, uh, for Kyle Larson, Darlington's not exactly, I don't think Darlington has been one of the best tracks to him in the past. And, uh, very definitely when she reaches out to grab you, she grabs you hard. And when she does that one way or another, whether it's through another car hitting the wall or you hitting the wall at Darlington one way or another, you're going to remember it. And I'm sure he just probably says, let's just move on. We'll, we'll deal with it later and everything, but it's, it's kind of tough for him right now because he was expected to have a good run this past weekend. He was expected to be one of the front runners along with Joey Logano, uh, who could possibly pull off a win at the, at the track too tough to tame. We mentioned uh, the dust up uh, with Byron and Logano. Byron fell all the way to 13th after getting yep. bumped at the end there. Tyler Reddick, to finish the top five, Tyler Reddick was second, Justin Haley third, Kevin Harvick fourth, Chase Elliott fifth. Uh, Michael Waddell actually finished seventh. So, yep. former uh, Daytona 500 winner that was a surprise last year. Um, who else would you want to highlight uh, out of the race yesterday? Well, I, I mentioned earlier Martin Truex Jr., he had his little run in and stuff. Uh, you know, big loss for Bubba Wallace. I mean, Bubba Wallace was running pretty well there. The, the 2311 cars, they were running pretty good there with Kurt Busch running the McDonald's colors. And then, uh, Bubba Wallace was, was very, very promotion wise yesterday, talking about that money lion car. And, uh, it just didn't end up being the way that he had hoped it would be. You know, he said they had a top car and I believe them they've got a top car, you know, and petty, the same thing with petty and GMS. Uh, Eric Jones is being competitive. Um, Ty Dillon maybe hasn't crossed that border yet, but he's still being competitive. He was running as high as the top 10 yesterday before his accident took him out. So, you know, a lot of these drivers, some of them I expected, some of them I didn't expect. Brad Keselowski has run well at Darlington before. He didn't finish as well. Uh, Chris Busher, he uh, also for that Roush Fenway racing, which by the way, they made a big announcement yesterday. I don't know how this will affect you. I, I, I kind of look at it and I just think more calories for somebody down the line, but they signed a, a big deal with Kings Hawaiian bread. Um, that's going to be interesting seeing that on that car. They, they already had a, uh, I think a, a show car out with it on, but 
you know, that's, that's another big deal. I would have never thought of Kings Hawaiian coming into the NASCAR circuit, but they're attracting people. They're attracting some people. And I don't care how many old truists are out there talking about NASCAR and says it's not the same sport. No, it's not the same sport, but they are regaining some ground that they lost back in about the 2000s with uh, everything that happened with the economy and so forth there from about 08 on. But they're starting to kind of gather back and get some more people, and they're getting people involved in the sport that I've never heard of before. I mean, they're getting computer firms. They're getting uh, some other kind of uh, software people, IT people involved in the in the racing uh, circuit. I think that's great, but this Kings Hawaiian deal, that, that was a little bit of a surprise to me when they I got the press release on the announcement, and I was like, whoa, this is big news. Yeah, and it's good bread. So uh. <laughs> yeah, it is good bread. I, but it's it's just it's well, it's it's my downfall. Bread is my downfall. I have to say that. So. Especially the sweet bread like that. Yeah, it's, yes. it can it can be dangerous. Yeah, uh, you can. You, I, I can only run so many miles before uh, I can burn off all those calories. I can only run so many feet until <laughs> I have to burn off those calories. <laughs> uh, the series moves this coming weekend to Kansas. Uh, mm-hmm. The defending uh, winner in the spring race was Kyle Busch. Uh, the, both aforementioned because Kyle Larson won the October race. So those are your two winners from 2021. What can we look forward to this weekend? Well, I think that Kyle Larson will probably have a chance to regroup this week and probably be looking for a uh, continued victory to back-to-back from the fall into the spring race. Um, I don't know about Kyle Busch. I don't know if he's going to have a chance at maybe winning this. He might, but, you know, I've got to start looking down the line at some other people, and I've got to start looking at not only Chase Elliott might run really well at this track. He's been running well here as of late. Um, Alex Bowman, of course, the Hendrick cars are going to perform out there. I think they're going to do well, but I really can't count out somebody like a Brad Keselowski because I think sooner or later, Keselowski is going to kick in. And when he does kick in and they start getting everything together with that race team, you better watch out because they've been running at the top and then they get caught up in an accident something happens and it relegates them back into the top 20. But uh, Brad Keselowski is a better driver than that. Um, he's had some aggressive moments, uh, much the same thing what we talked about earlier with Joey about Joey Logano and some of them. Um, there's going to be some aggression at this track, no doubt about it. And I think we are starting to see a playoff picture already now in the month of May. We've not even got into the cutoff point when we start getting into August and September we've not even got to the playoffs yet and we're already seeing what was it 12 different drivers already is what we've had something like 11 or 12 different drivers and so we're in a situation now where every win is is gosh it's so important right now they've got to either lock in they've got to get another victory in there by somebody or you know somebody's got to dominate for the next couple of races sort of like what Kyle Larson did uh, last year and dominate so much as you come in and you win the championship um, it's anybody's race I think uh, coming up at Kansas this weekend and I think they're going to be racing really aggressive and really hard because that's going to be prior to the all-star race coming up at Texas next weekend and when they race at Texas, uh, of course, it's all, you know, no holes barred with that. But I think a lot of them are wanting to get a good run going into uh, the all-star race and especially getting ready to get uh, get set for the 600 coming up in May, the end of May. That's a great point about those two races. Also, the fact that 
yeah, we're starting to get to that stage of season where you need to start counting up points and counting up yep. victories. Uh, not too early to start doing that for the the drivers and their crews. Well, these some of these guys are are desperate right now. They're they're desperate. They've made maybe a one win on the season. Here, let's just put it this way: Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain really needs a, another couple of two or three good races where he could go and he can solidify himself and lock himself into, you know, one of those races. I mean, everybody is set right now, but you see, after a while, you start picking up two wins. You pick up a third win. It's going to make it a little bit easier to decide the playoff picture. But if everybody keeps winning in a different set and we go 16 different racers by the time we get into the month of June, uh, man, it's going to get really tight. It's going to get even more tight than it was last year. And again, the aggression is really going to show on the track because there's going to be people wanting to make things happen. What this should mean for the rest of us is exciting racing. So that's, that's exactly uh, right. It's all good news for those of us who watch on Saturday nights and Sundays. Hey, Rod, as always, thank you for your time and insight. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week. I appreciate it, Chris, and I'll try not to be a moron or an idiot for next week either. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot to live up to with uh, Joey Logano in the lead right there after William Byron saying that. So, well, as long as you it. don't bump me, you'll be fine. Uh, okay, I think we'll be all right then. So. <laughs> Thanks, Rod, for all your time. We look forward to it, and thank you to our listeners out there. Have a great day, everybody.